Welcome to this week's episode of Triathlon-ish. We're getting right into it. Sid and I are breaking down all of the races from this past weekend, New Zealand, South Africa, Abu Dhabi, and then we're looking ahead to Miami this upcoming weekend. One quick update note, Lionel Sanders did announce he is going to be in Miami after we finished, before Sid finished packing, on her way there. Stay tuned for all of that. All right, Sid, you're headed out tomorrow. You still have to pack. Well. <laughs> but first, before we talk about Clash Miami, we have to talk about the past weekend. <laughs> you yeah. to, well, you're sort of packed. I, I, my bike is packed Semi-packed. and half my case is packed. I had planned to pack at the weekend. But as you're saying, off, off air, somebody sent me a jigsaw. I think Mini USA. Um, I'm not too sure. It had no like label in it. And I, I don't really do jigsaws, but... On like Saturday night, I was like, oh, let's shut the laptop down. Let's watch a movie and you can do that jigsaw and have a glass of wine kind of thing. But because I'm obsessive compulsive and it's like when I eat biscuits and chocolate, like once it's open, it has to go. So once I started this damn jigsaw, I like was convinced I had to finish it. And so I lost like, I think, 10 to 12 hours of my life over the weekend trying to do this jigsaw when I should have been packing. Um, Didn't finish it. And then I had to, like, literally this morning break it up while still semi-keeping it together and put it away so that I didn't... So that actually today I did pack and get myself sorted. But it's funny because I'm, I'm going to Miami, which I'm kind of working at, and but then I have to keep remembering I have a race the following week in Chile. Are you ready to race? No. Do you feel race ready? No. No, no <laughs> not at all. And then I'm like, fuck, I need to sort out nutrition. And, oh, my God, I need to do... Like all that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, it's it's fun times in, in my apartment at the moment and in my head. <laughs> I'm not coping very well. In your head. It does feel like early to be racing. I know like we're about to talk about all the races that happened yeah. this weekend. I know race season is like officially full on, but I'm still like, oh, like it's okay. It snowed in California last yeah. week, right? Like full on snowed around the Bay Area. It was crazy. I drove down to L.A., um, it was like since since you, since I've seen yeah. you drove to there and back and they closed. You have to go over a pass in LA and they closed the road because of snow. Like it's it, been insane. It do- so I'm like, wait, we're racing. I know what? it feels weird. Like, and I, I've not raced since October. Like I've not raced since Kona, which seems forever ago. And so then when I was trying to pack and go, actually, you're packing for a race. Like, fuck, what do you need? Oh my god, have I got like discs for my race? You know, break disc brakes from my race wheels and what where are you know where is everything and like yeah picking out all the the flasks and the nutrition and all that sort of stuff and race chain um and things like that but then also because I'm that's another week away but at the same time like I've convinced myself that Puerto Varas the rate challenge Puerto Varas was at like the end of March and I was like oh I've still got like another month mm-hmm. but it's not it's actually like yeah. kind of mid 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 March and like yeah. two weeks away and then we're leaving <laughs> tomorrow for Miami as well I'm like oh my god it's suddenly like here and heck there was a lot of racing at the weekend there was a lot there of was racing. a lot of racing yeah. I think did you stay up to watch mm-hmm. 
the Abu Dhabi World Triathlon uh, race. To be f- it was like 1 a.m. your time. It was. And to be fair, I was probably <laughs> doing the fucking jigsaw at that point. <laughs> so I should have, what I should have done is like probably gone to sleep for a couple of hours and woken up at 1 a.m. and then probably done the, like watched the race and, and I'd have been doing the jigsaw. But then I wouldn't, it would have been like 7 a.m. before I know it. It's like a t- it's like right. a time warp right. when you start a jigsaw. Like you look at the clock and then you look again, and like three hours just vanished. Oh my um, god! I didn't. I was I didn't at this watch. mental performance session, like on a Sunday, Saturday. Well, I don't even know what day it is. And he was asking his questions to like figure out how your brain works. And one of the questions he asked was like, "What was the last thing you did where you just like lost track of time? You were so absorbed." Yeah. So there you go. I know, <laughs> there it's is crazy. your answer. But I did. I did watch. Um, I think I did I watch highlights no I ended up watching it I tried to find it on YouTube because I'm not subscribed to the to the WTS anymore and um I ended up watching lots of old old video I ended up watching Super League in no no I'm aware of it in the desert again which is interesting but yeah um so I've it was um, was highlights yeah I saw highlights um it was an interesting start to the season obviously it's on like on the one hand, it's like, okay, it's early season racing. You can't read too much into it. On the other hand, uh, very fair point that it's one of only seven races that are part of the WCFTs. It, like, it counts just as much as the other yes. ones, you know? Um, so it's, it's not really like, oh, it doesn't matter. It matters. And I think uh, what we saw was the British are going to be very, very hard to beat. Yes! Very Amazing! Hard. But, like, <laughs> probably in a way for the first race that people weren't expecting... Like so, spoiler alert if you haven't watched it. But Beth Potter won, which is her first WTS win and and possibly podium, but definitely win. Um, and no, she's so, she's podium before. She's never been yeah, Sophie Coldwell was second, um, mm-hmm. and Georgie Taylor Brown was sort of in fifteenth, which is just unheard of. Bless her for Georgie Taylor Brown. Like she's been so um, predictably on the podium and consistently up there. Right. Um, then and then that shakes it up a little bit because like Jess Learmouth hasn't wasn't racing but is coming back from injury and obviously she's got Olympic experience but um Sophie and and Beth don't um but there's kind of four of them vying and then like you look at the Americans which we've said before like Taylor Spivey just missed consistent like another podium or she's always always up there and Summer Rappaport was in fourth um yeah, it was. Yeah, it's gonna be. It was quite, and I. So I also was like, wait, what happened to to Georgia? Yeah. Did like she get a flat? Like, so I go to look. I like, I'm like, oh yeah, what? Ha-? So I'm like looking at the results, and this is like how brutal WTCS sprint racing is, especially. Is like, she was only like 11 seconds down in the swim, and then she was like a little slow in the, you know, yeah. five seconds slow in the transition. So she like missed the first group. And, you know, biked, like, so then she wasn't with the group, and she biked, like, like you know, 10 seconds slower. Yeah. And then she just runs, like, right, right, you know what I mean? Like, this is this is literally what we're talking about. And she's only, like, 10 seconds slow here, 10 seconds slow there, 10 seconds slow there. And then you're like, oh, and now you're in 50. Yeah, and that's, like, that's, that's sprint distance, lot, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, the same. And I think then, like, you look at the men. So, yeah. yeah. And then you look at the men's side, and again, I think, um, and Hayden Wilde got a flat. But uncharacteristically, again, like Aiden Wilde got a flat. Christian Blumenfeld pulled, like yeah. didn't start because he was sick. A couple of guys um, DNF'd or DN or didn't start once they were there because they were sick. And I asked, um, just like behind, like asked some of the coaches that are kind of involved, like what the hell was going on. And I think there was just kind of like a lot of people sick right now. It's yeah. just sort of yeah. But I mean, bad. on the I was going to say time of year. Yeah. But, yeah. The, but on the flip side of that, like 
Alex Yee just comes out, smashes it again. Right. <laughs> like he is. He... And you, I mean, we even forgot about him last week yeah. when we were like doing our preview. We're like, oh yeah, the British, they don't have anybody. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, th- I think the yeah. British actually had a pretty solid showing for, for the men. Um, mm-hmm. And then I think like US Matt McElroy was, was highest in eighth. And um, I was pretty impressed. Yeah, he did well. Um... Carl Smith came 30th, first race back in like oh. the deep end of WTS racing. I don't think that's he was the highest Kiwi racing, but Hayden did get a flat. I do think Alex is going to be hard to beat, though. I mean, obviously, like Christian, you know, will put himself in the medical tent in the hospital to beat him. Um, But it's going to be. I mean, Alex is just so. It is, but I feel, and this with with utmost respect, and okay, we've got like another a year or so, eighteen months. I don't yeah. think he has yeah. the depth of the British team around him yet. Whereas you look at like the French mm. men and they were fourth, fifth, sixth, mm. and they're going to race. I reckon they'll race as a team to get the gold like in Paris and the Nor- even the Norwegians. Whereas Alex, he is going to be hard to beat, but I think he's going to be on his own, if that makes sense. I don't think he's necessarily going to have as much at the British boys around him to support him because I don't think they're quite at that level. However that we are 18 months away and a lot can a lot can change and selection no, and we again they're select wildly yeah, now, right now who's going to win what's going to happen and obviously <laughs> yeah. like you again you're going to be picking for the relay as well in paris um yeah right. i think the french really want to win the relay which obviously yeah. um you know they were third in tokyo uh and vince was yeah. did vince things did vince um, so we'll see yeah of course, the biggest news, the, the biggest, biggest news, news about the race, race. was, uh, Sh- the biggest Shoe news Gate of the tape race two. was Shoegate Tape 2. So, Gustav was, what was he, 54th, 57th? 52nd. Something like that? 52nd. So, Gustav Edom's 52nd, and someone, because you can't tell, you, it doesn't say who files an appeal, or, a, a, yeah, I was like, a protest, that's the word. But someone filed a protest that his shoes were illegal. Yeah. Because the new shoe rules went into effect January 1st that say you your shoes have to be World Athletics compliant, which basically is a list of shoes that are compliant and you're not allowed to wear prototypes or yeah, modified. I think, I think and it regulates like the size of the stack and all that. I think it's like the Olympic Whatever. ruling, isn't I it? Like, it's like the Olympic ruling. The Olympic they have ruling, to be yeah, they but, have to be commercially available for everybody. Well, yeah, it's part of so, it. But then it, yeah. anyway, there we're just following yeah. track and field athletics rules now. Which are yeah they have, you can't so you can't wear like custom shoes no. but commercially available obviously is a yeah. anyway so I was like I don't know what you thought when you heard this I was like no way there's no possible way he's wearing illegal shoes he has like too big a team that spends too much time reading every single rule yep. looking at all like they don't you know what I mean like they didn't like make sure the shoes were legal for Kona because they knew there was this loophole in the rule then that hadn't been closed and then like fuck it up now like yeah. they know I was like no way. Did you? What, I, I know there was like a whole camp with me that was like, that's not. Yeah, I, I was the same. I was like, it doesn't yeah. make sense. Like, they're too. This is this is world triathlon. This is Olympic racing. This is not Mickey Mouse kind of thing. Like his team, they have to know the rules. Unless, and then I was like, oh, maybe he did something himself. But surely he would. He would know as an athlete. Yeah, so. Anyway, yeah, the same. The, uh, it has been confirmed World Triathlon has sent the shoes to, like, some lab that, like, checks to make, like, checks them to make sure they're not And then, so, a, his results, like, provisional for the next two or three weeks until they come back with a ruling. And the, 
the word, the rumor, and I don't know, I, I like this kind of makes more sense to me. The rumor is that the Norwegians filed the protest on themselves so that they can get those shoes like officially on the board as legal. <laughs> Which, like, get that checked out. Again, I just think sounds crazy, but when you explain it, it like, sounds like such a thing they would do, though. Yeah. It sounds like such a thing they would do. Oh my God. It, but it's just like, come on, are we really at this, like, I don't know. I was of the opinion of like, can you just put in a, a pe- not like formally ask for the shoes to be valid. For, uh, that takes long. Yeah. And that's what I didn't appreciate. And maybe it's one of those you ask for forgiveness rather than, and you take the risk of him getting DQ'd for that race for the gain of getting the shoes right. qualified going forward. And then if those shoes are legal yeah. and they're on the board, yeah. then Christian can wear them yes. and they have them legal. Yes. And it so sounds like, it sounds like such the kind of thing like that, uh, Olav would do yeah. you know what I mean like yeah because that's that's like his kind of his his kind of thing yeah. <laughs> like it's kind of gaming so it is crazy this is uh these are these super in the weeds things uh you know that we we passionately care that we just seem to be yeah taking over the sport now <laughs> of like these details where we're going actually there was an interesting oh, right. but that was the, obviously that the, sorry there was an interesting well, article interesting. but i didn't fully read it so this probably isn't very useful nice. steve magnus um actually it was putting out on twitter about like performance shoes and the technology behind them and how um it's such a massive um gain to have but actually it's oh, but it's that, not yeah. the same for every runner so like you know gustav shoes mm-hmm. if they are prototype whatever it is actually they might not be the same they might not have the same performance impact for christian or for joe blogs or for hayden like and so actually as athletes you should be testing out loads of different shoes to see which of the super shoes is the right one for you which i thought was quite interesting but makes there sense are some well. though that are faster for more people yes exactly or faster for more people that and then faster for more people who are in a certain style of running which is what was interesting about the asics having the two like one for people who up their cadence and one for people who uh, lengthen their stride like i'm a up your cadence runner so anyway anyway it's all it's such a but the people i don't know super shoes become such a term too i know so many people who are like oh i just got my first pair of super shoes and they tell you what shoes they got you're like oh those aren't fast (laughs) you just bought you like it's like mobile phones like oh yeah that was old that was last week we've got new shoes now yeah like no, <laughs> it's moved no, on no <laughs> yeah. i actually said my aunt so a pair because like they were too small for me but i had the, you know those really nice asics yeah. ones which are quite fast for a lot of people and I sent them to her, and I was like, these are very fast shoes. Do not just, like, use these to run around the neighborhood. I did, so. actually, I, I find that funny. I've, like, um, given a couple of, like, nice pairs of shoes to friends um, that I've had sort of a few extras, and they're, like, legit, like, your nice, fast right. race shoes. And and then you, and you just see them, like... Oh, I always find it fascinating when... The, when it, Not just the, the friends, but when you see anybody, like, just walking around town... Or with like legit fast carbon plated shoes, but they're just wearing them like day to day. And oh yeah, well you see that at like races, obviously, because people only brought one pair of shoes, yeah. and so that always like happens. Yeah. My mom wears all the hokas I gave her to do her. My mom, my mom sells charity raffle tickets at uh, Brewers games, baseball games. We're not entirely sure if this is a real job or if she just made it up. <laughs> and uh, and she's all like, so she wears the hokas I gave her. And she's like, everyone wants to know where I got my cool shoes. <laughs> That's <laughs> brilliant. I love it. <laughs> Love it. Go your mom. 
<laughs> so, other races. So, WTCS Abu Dhabi was only the first race of the weekend. Then we had two more. Can you hear my heater turning on? It just, like, turned on. No. And it's really loud. No. Anyway. All good. The next one was New Zealand. Yes. Which I know you're, like, passionate about New Zealand, <laughs> but... For the rest of us, it was just like some New Zealanders won a race no. in New Zealand. Looks great. Looks <laughs> it's lovely. The best it looks pretty. Race. It's very pretty. <laughs> it's the best it's very race. pretty. I think. Look, it, look. It's. I definitely think it's a bucket list race. I think we said this last week on the podcast. Get your entry to the seventy point three Worlds when it will be in New Zealand in twenty twenty four. It was a special year. I think this year, as we said, um, Cam Brown his last Ironman New Zealand race as a pro. It's quite a tongue twister and i think he was a lot more emotional than i think he probably expected maybe at the end you know he's quite a stoic typical kiwi bloke um but clearly was uh, emotional and like loads of people had like masks with his face on which i thought was brilliant and they nice. ironman new zealand team ironman oceana team did an amazing job at like just getting messages from athletes all his peers and athletes from all over the world and I think one thing at the finish line that people probably don't appreciate how special it was, um, some of the local New Zealanders did a haka specifically for Cam, and it's mm-hmm. such an honour to have that performed at, at you. Um, and I think that was that was really a special kind of send-off for him at that race. I, I, I don't think it will be the last time he races Ironman New Zealand. Like It, it is what he does in the summer. I think he'll be back as an age grouper. Um, <laughs> And I think, but, you know, he, so anyway, he came seventh, which I think was a really legit kind of race as a 50-year-old. Um, yeah. Mike Phillips won over... And Mike Phillips won, yeah. which was, I was surprised someone beat Braden Curry, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, I know obviously Mike Phillips has won this before. He hasn't won it in like three or four years. Um, but like, I think Braden, you know, Braden, this is his hometown race. He's one yeah. of the best in the world. Like... I was just yeah. Well, you had Braden. You also had Jan Jan Van Berkel, who um, had got be, was over there training because he's coached by Dan Plews. Both probably like um, very very well. Yeah, the, some of the best athletes in the world. I think the thing about Mike, um, he's beaten Braden before. He is a really top athlete, but I, he's just not travelled outside of New Zealand since COVID. So, you know, obviously mm-hmm. COVID, New Zealand was lo- locked down. He. I think he was working probably a lot. He sort of stepped back, it appeared, from racing. I think maybe had a bit of a running injury, has done some cycle racing. And so actually, he's just sort of been tapping away. And then this is the first race we, he's actually, we've actually sort of seen him racing again, I guess. Um, right. Whereas we just haven't seen him for the past few years. Like he's not traveled like Braden has and, and done all the, ro- the races around the world. Um, but yeah, clearly massive scalp great win for mike um and mentioned sebi came fourth um as well on his you know farewell party tour retirement tour farewell year do you think he's gonna get to the end um and then uh you know steph bruce the runner she got to the end of her farewell year and then was like oh actually i decided i was having too much fun i'm not gonna quit yeah that was like that's Um, like a belinda belinda granger i think her farewell tour went for like three years or something she just kept going around all the races (laughs) Um, and then the women's side, Els Visser took the win. Um, so I think that's her, yeah. She, like the three. That was her second win. She has, yeah. Yeah. She hasn't won in a few years. Um, like we talked about last week, her story is kind of crazy. I mean, she's not like super well known, but her story again, is super And crazy. again, it's uh, been quite quiet the last few years of racing. Um, yeah. And then she was just ahead of Hannah 
Hannah Berry, who was last year's winner, and Beck Clark was third. And then I think, you know, uh, worth mentioning Meredith Kessler, five months post second baby, um, sort of racing again. And she was, she was fourth. Um, and I, you know, just great to see her. I think having Cam and Meredith back on the course this year would have been really, really special. I forget how many Meredith, obviously she always writes these like letters on social media. Um, 71. I've known her for like, Oh yeah, we both know. Right. So I was going to say, I think this was her 71st yeah. Ironman. Yeah. Is that what she said? Yeah. I just read yeah. the, I just read the Instagram. That's a lot yeah. of Ironmans. Yeah. Like, how do you stay? I, I've known plenty of people, not plenty. I cause, like, there aren't that many people in the world, but I know a lot of the people who have done, you know, that many, like close to many. And I don't understand how you stay motivated. Like I've done like seven and I'm like, eh. <laughs> Like, why do I want to do it? Well, right? Like, you have to like, like, what, like, what's the motivation? I will ask her that question because she will come okay. on the podcast yeah. and hopefully this next week and we're going to have a chat. So I will ask her what keeps her motivated for all these, these years. I can probably tell you what the answer is, but I'll let her, uh, I'll let her tell you. We'll keep, Good. we'll keep the listeners in suspense for that one. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was Ironman South Africa and I, uh, know nothing about South African weather at all. Yeah. And yet I do know there has not been a full swim there in like six years. Something uh, like that. I think there was sharks one year. Yeah. It's always had a rough. One year it was sharks. I'm pretty it's sure. It's always had a rough dealing yeah. with the swim. Um, and it's always, I think for the last five years, it's been a shortened swim. And this year they moved the date of the race, which I assume was to try and counteract that. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was for other reasons. Um, so it's about a month earlier than normal and yet still on race day, we had a shortened swim, which it does. I mean, and it I does affect, were, like, it does affect about the it. race because yeah. it like all the, it's, it was it totally 900 the race. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. They short. And I think like the reason a lot of people were complaining or like, it didn't make sense. Like you were saying, like a storm did roll in. Like they, yeah. everyone will acknowledge they got like tote, like it was crazy wind, rain, light, whatever. Right. Like it was crazy on the bike. And because that was coming in, they wanted to get as many everyone through. Yeah. So they wouldn't let the pros do the full swim yeah. because they need to get all the age groupers, that's, age groupers moving. Um, that's what I've heard. Look, there's obviously is, a safety yeah, issue, yeah. but I've heard it was, mm-hmm. yeah, due to the storm coming in, um, they were worried about the age groupers on the bike later on in the day. But that unfortunately then meant that the pros didn't, pros race was cut. Um, and I think, you know, we forget that this is the pros livelihood and we'll go on to that as well in a minute. Um, and yeah, I understand, you know, the age group is the ones buying the tickets and obviously safety is always a priority. And we've said that as South Africa before, like if it's not safe in the water and stuff like that, you know, you, you've got to do a duty of care, but it's, I do feel a little bit frustrated about this one. Well, I'm not actually, I'm I'm just quite numb about it. I'm just like, South Africa, they've never. Right, right. I was like, I don't really know that I have an opinion. It just sort of is like, like, it's South Africa again. Why? Like I would love, it's on my bucket list. I've heard so many good things about it, but I'm probably, it's probably come off my bucket list this year because I'm just like, if it's, you know, yeah, five years with a shortened swim, it's just not fair on, on the racing, on the racing, I think. Right. You just want to swim more is what I'm hearing. You're just like, which is surprising. Yeah. For me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I probably would have loved to short swim, Uh, but But then there was more controversy. I mean, it obviously, yeah, there was, and obviously I think to your point, like in the women's race, for instance, like Fenella would have had a bigger gap 
going into T1 if there had been a longer swim. Yeah. So that changes the race. Because she ended up losing to Laura Phillip, and she might have ended up losing to Laura Phillip anyway, because Laura Phillip's, like, one of the best yeah. in the world, right? Um, but it totally changes the race. Exactly. Thing. It just does. Yeah. I mean, I think they, and they're, then, all out, they're all out within like yeah. a minute or two minutes where it would have been, you know, right. 10 minutes and such. And then obviously in third place, that's the controversy you were mentioning. Yes. Uh, just Justine Matthew, who has been on all of ours, like to watch lists, yep. uh, came in third. Mm-hmm. I guess we should have summed it up. She crossed the line in third and then was DQ'd. And the, as best we can make out, understanding is she got a drafting penalty on the bike, but... In the storm and the rain and thing, and she uh, speaks French. Yeah, and the ref speaks it. Whatever, right? She says she was not she was not shown a card and was not told she got a penalty. Yeah, she didn't like, and the ref, and so she didn't find out till the run. Someone told her to serve. She told her to serve the penalty. She served it on the run, but then uh, she was DQ'd because what what the officials say is she was given a penalty on the bike. She obviously didn't serve it because she didn't know to serve it. And when you skip, you know, serving a penalty, you get DQ'd. Like, that's just automatic. Yeah. So I guess my question here, Sid, is, like, is there... I know there's an appeals process, but, like, it, it, it varies, actually, like, country to country. So, like, I don't even know what you do with that. Like, you can't even, like, so prove I, it? I, I so I, I know she's talking with... She's contacted Iron Man. She's talking with Jimmy Riccatello. Um, I mean, the official process, if, if something like that happens, you have to appeal immediately after the race. And that's where... Right. So there's people saying, why did they let her finish the run? Well, you are allowed to finish the race if you have a penalty and then you can appeal the penalty afterwards and it has to be within half an hour or I don't whatever. think she knew. But the thing is, yeah, she yeah. didn't know she had the penalty and then she served it at right. the wrong time, even though she, apparently that's what she was told. She could serve it on the, the run, which obviously isn't the case. Uh, so she didn't know right. she'd done anything wrong. And so I'm not sure whether... Yeah, that appeal process. I mean, I doubt, I don't know, they have overturned DQs before, as we know, with a race last year. Right. Um, right. That race last year, though, where they overturned the DQ, and this is the only reason I've been, like, getting more obsessed, and you and I have talked a few times, about, like, what is, like, an appeal process for the whole sport? Yeah. Because that that DQ that got overturned, the person went to the country's, yeah. like, sports Tribunal. court, like, court yeah. of, Yeah. Um, and Iron Man, like, was it, didn't even really, like... Well, they weren't told about it. It wasn't even they an Iron even, Man process. They weren't even yeah. involved. It's kind of like, it's kind of like here in the U.S., uh, Iron Man is technically gov- under sanctioned by USA Triathlon, yeah. right? So it's almost like, and so USA Triathlon, USA Triathlon signs on to, like, the USOC yeah. rules, and so there's, like, a court of appeals. Yeah. It's almost like you just, like, went up through that process, and, like, so... Anyway, so I, it's just, it's, it's very bizarre. It's just... Because I don't even know how it, you, it's, like... It is. It's yeah. bizarre again, and it's just, like... You know, for her, for Justine, and I'm not saying she was, she didn't do anything wrong, but let's like, I think, you know, it's $9,000, it's a slot for Kona, like, and if it's down to poor officiating and, you know, not, the officials not doing their job, and I don't know, I'm not saying this, I don't kind of, it's, I feel it's a shame, like, if she did draft or I think overtake you know didn't overtake in time right. you know and deserved a penalty, a penalty then she needs to be told about sure. it and it's the official's job to inform her that she's got a penalty so she can serve it at the right time 
Um, and you know, a lot of people on, I've seen a lot of people on social media say, oh, Race Ranger will solve this. Well, no, Race Ranger won't. Race Ranger is great and it will be brilliant when it comes in, but it doesn't solve this. Like the, the TO still needs to issue the penalty yeah on this the has spot. nothing to do with the actual infringement drafting. this, this is has to process. do with the yeah. yeah yeah this is the actual process of serving a penalty yeah. and knowing you have a penalty yeah um and of course of course we're all like hearing this secondhand yes. talking to the people who were there because we couldn't watch it yes because it wasn't streamed in any way um which i know like not every race can be streamed yep. but this was in theory a like champion, a regional championship. Yep. It was also the first major Ironman of the year. Um, Leon Chevalier won the men's oh, race. Yeah, we didn't and he say probably he was going to win. <laughs> we should have said the women's right, race. Prob- I mean, well, let's go the women's race. Laura Phillip won. Let's not distract away from the podium. Did we say that Laura Phillip won? Fenella, no, no, we already talked oh, we about did. that. Fenella we second, about, and that's yeah, Penny Slater on the men. Yeah. <laughs> Leon Chevalier won. Um, Brad Weiss, and then was they it? They beat out Brad Weiss. Yeah, yeah. and then Matthias Peterson and. Uh, Rasmus Svenningsen got the fourth slot just in front of uh, Cam Worth, who did race. Which, who, like... Off the back Cam, of... Oh, so yeah. funny. Yeah, who, like, ran, I don't know, 20 minutes slower yeah. than all the rest of the men. Oh, like and that, Alistair, yeah. I think the other thing, like, Alistair dropped out with injury. Because he week, was up. Out in South Africa, he yeah. travelled over. So, yeah, that was just kind of shame. Yeah. I still think Leon might That's have won. I think he's a, Probably. a talent, but yeah. Uh, well, I don't know, probably, but yeah, yeah. definitely. But, but definitely we don't know. We couldn't see because it wasn't there. on the coverage. Because it wasn't on TV. And, I mean, Iron Man did announce their their schedule for broadcast for next year, um, which I'm going to share in the newsletter tomorrow and everything. But it's like, I have such mixed feelings, Sid. So they have, like, this schedule, and it's great that they broadcast races, right? They Sure. Like, they're a math, they don't have to, but... Their fulls are, like, on their YouTube. They're, the 70.3s are an outside watch. And then you also have, like, PTO has their own app that they broadcast on. And, like, Clash, broad, uh, you know, sometimes live streams their races. And then Super League, like, has you can watch on their YouTube. And then if you want to watch World Triathlon races, you have to, like, subscribe to Triathlon Live. And I just feel like... We make it really easy to engage is, a new audience. Yeah. Is that what you're going to say? Right. <laughs> right. If only there was, like, this organization that wanted to represent pro interests and build up like the pro side of the sports so that people could easily become fans and follow stories throughout on, the season on one platform of all races of all on one platform yeah. maybe uh, yeah. anyway but yeah they uh but yeah they will not be starting broadcasting till oceanside um mostly because uh there are a lot of factors that go into the schedule, yeah. you know. It has to do with, like, where the crews are. It has to do with what advertisers want. And advertisers more often want North American races yeah. um, and all of that stuff. Yeah, and, so, and to some extent, so I think, we can't like, see they, they also kind of obviously pick uh, the races that they think are going to have a pretty pretty solid start list, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you do. It's like a mix. Having been in those meetings where we go through and try to decide which races, yeah. it's a mix, you know. Yeah. Of, of things yeah so talking about then. uh speaking yeah. of we have clash miami coming up this weekend and clash usually does in my opinion some of the best coverage yes. because it's all like contained in the racetrack yeah. they do like really good graphics which sounds stupid or sounds like such a small thing but it's actually really important right they do like really good graphics they have actual like high level pros doing all the commentary anyway but they're not doing a live stream this weekend. They're doing a package that'll air later. Yeah, I think that's, think? I think that's think the case. There will be live coverage, but it will be, I think, sort of through social media 
and just be like short clips and videos and that sort of thing. So there'll be live updates, I think, um, of the race, but there won't be the live production that we've seen that's, I guess, more stereotypical of Clash Daytona is probably like their their um, flagship. Right. Yeah. Which is a shame. Miami is their like second ship. It it is a shame, but because I think the start list is pretty exciting. Um, But I, yeah, I think that there will be hopefully um, live updates so people can still follow the race and there'll be short video clips so you can still see some of the action. Um, It'll just be a slightly different format to what what we've been sort of used to with the Clash, Clash Productions. And the starless is, I mean, Sam Long starting a season, who I know is is a cult favorite. We're not clear if Vince Louis is actually going or not. Yeah, um, he's on the I was list. surprised. He was in Abu Dhabi. I was surprised when I saw yeah. him on the start list. I hadn't seen that or heard that. But you have, like, Sam Long, defending champion, super excited, pumped to get there, obviously. Uh, I think that would be quite an interesting matchup with Joe Skipper, uh, just on the trash talk right, side right. of things, maybe. Um <laughs> Daniel Beckergaard, uh, Sam Apo, David McNamee is coming over. Uh, and then you've got some like, you know, Tom Bishop, some Brits. Starkey is always a character. I don't think you should count out Jason West. And, uh, well, I was about I to say, Jason and West won. Jason West, yeah. he was my last one to, to mention. I yeah, think he'll be like that quiet, quiet underdog. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, Yuri Kulin is also yes. on the list, and I don't which I don't remember which race he got podium. I want to say it was it Miami. was Miami last year. Um, he like podiumed at yeah, he came and there. he gave like the best finish line speech I've like ever. Yeah. It, like I don't even, I never even knew who he was before that, and I was just like I don't think anyone did. He's my new favorite. He was in he, <laughs> flipping lives in Girona. I didn't even know who he was at that point. I was like, oh, that's him. Oh, right now it all falls into state. It falls into place. Bless him. Yeah, but yeah, if you YouTube his speech. Yeah. Uh, Right after the finish last year, it was it was amazing. So, yeah. And so. then on the end, and then on the women's side, you have Jackie Herring, um, Jackie Sarah, Sarah Perez, Perez Sala, Haley Chura, um, and then a couple of Brits mm-hmm. I think will be interesting to watch: Lucy Bryan, Lib- Libs Mitchell, kind of up and coming, um, and a few other kind of interesting names I think might be could be in the mix, kind of as unknowns. So um, yeah, mm-hmm. certainly I think, and it'll be hot. I think I hope. <laughs> Last year it was Miami. Where I mean, they, a couple. Last year in Miami, they were all like, yeah, like loads of people DNF because like passing they just, like, out on the track. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was like chaos. I remember watching that and being like, "What is yeah. happening?" It was crazy. <laughs> it was really crazy. Um, so hopefully not uh, not not well, quite like that this year for athletes' health sake, or at least maybe they've prepped and they'll be better prepared. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to feeling the warmth of the Florida sun for a few days. Oh, yeah. Everybody was, like, passing out and laying on the ground, and it was just, like, chaos, and Ashley Gentle was just, like, running along. In a black suit, just, like... In her all-black all kit, because she had no sponsors. That's it, and it, and was, like, huh. it was, like, the first... Her, well, all the media were, like, <laughs> she's come out of nowhere, and this is her first long-distance well, race, and we're, like, well, no, she hasn't really. She's been racing legit for a while. We've just been expecting, right, right, right. you know, we've been waiting for this moment, and now we're seeing it, and it's amazing, and look at her now, you know, if we go on the... PTO number one ranked athlete in the world. She did uh, get sponsored shortly after. I think she did. Yes, (laughs) pretty sure she's got a fair few now. Oh, she. To be fair, she doesn't need it with the the uh, prize money that she uh, swept up last uh, last year. I know. I think yeah. 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 But yeah, it's good for her. I like her. Um, she's not racing. I am rooting for Haley this year. Uh, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. 
just don't. I know you're not supposed to have favorites, but I totally have who's favorites. Your, so who, people, who's your favorite so. for uh, challenge Brits of Virus in the week after? Just asking. Oh, between you and yeah, Haley? there oh, we man, go. That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna run her down. It'll be great. <laughs> Alrighty. Is um, I think a number of these guys are also going to Chile too, right? Like I think Sam Wong is right. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's going over to uh, yeah, yeah. Puerto yeah. Varas afterwards as well. Yeah. So everyone's doing the Miami Chile yeah trip just with you. It'll double, be fun. Double be whammy. Fun. Yeah. Double whammy. Uh, All right. Well, you should go finish packing. I should. Finish I your just jigsaw say, puzzle. Like one, I want to. This <laughs> popped into my head just when you're talking about um, Haley and I. So it was, um, and this is our tr- the the ish bit of triathlon ish podcast. So it was the Strada Bianchi race at the weekend, which is a famous bike race. It's a one day, finishes right. in the town of Siena in Italy. And on the women's side, there was kind of um, a breakaway and, oh my gosh, SD Works, um, Demi Vollering got in a breakaway and then she sort of got reeled back in in the final stages. And there was just two of them left at the front and it was last year's winner, um, Oh gosh, Lottie, Lottie, name, second names escaped me, which is really bad. Um, who won it last year? Miller, Lottie Miller. No, not Lottie Miller. She's a triathlete. Um, anyway, last year's oh, winner, yeah. Lottie Wilms. Anyway, last year's yeah. winner and Demi Vollering in like a two-up sprint for the line, which you know isn't unheard of if there's two of you racing for the win. The interesting thing sprint, is yeah. they're both from the same cycling team. So, and in cycling, that's quite a bizarre thing because normally, like, if you're, they were saying, like, the the etiquette is if there's the two of you from the same team, you kind of cross the line, you cross the line, you cross, well, one, you have a designated leader, leader, but two, if you're both in that breakaway, you cross the line together, which we've seen in triathlon, which gets you DQ'd. Um, But it was actually, like, a full-out, all-out, oh, no, this is my race. And the other one was like, no, no, this is mine. And they were sprinting for light, which, of course, makes it entertaining. But, yeah, it's kind of caused mm-hmm. a little bit of controversy in the in the world of cycling as to... Yeah, do you in let, the world of cycling? Do you, let the, do you let them race to win, or should they have crossed the line holding hands kind of thing, or should one have given way to the other? I mean, yeah, I mean, of course they can... They can I mean, cycling has more of a history of that, right? Because yeah. there's a team leader and all that. And it's more of a thing. It's not so much an individual sport. Uh, you know what I will tell you is I was at this thing all last week, and somebody was making the argument the other day because we were talking about um, how different pros race from different attitudes. And, you know, there's certain men who are known for racing angry. Yeah. Not going to name names, Alistair. <laughs> um, and somebody was like, oh, you would never say that about women. Women wouldn't race. Women don't race. Like, you wouldn't say they're angry. And I was like, there are definitely women yeah. who race angry. Yeah, definitely. 100%. Yeah, definitely, yeah. I could name them. Yeah. <laughs> like, I won't. Yeah, exactly. But I could. Um, Lottie, Lottie Kopecky. Sorry, Lottie. I should have known that. But uh, that was, well, uh, yeah, she was the other SD Works rider. But yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, dumb. (laughs) You need to head to Miami. You will tell us all the inside scoop uh, from from the track. Uh, And good luck packing. I know. (laughs)